Just a couple of things as we begin the message this morning. First of all, I draw your attention to the quote at the beginning of the bulletin. It has nothing to do with our theme or the sermon, but it does use the word sheep. And it's one of my favorite bumper stickers at all time. Lord, why do your sheep have such sharp teeth? Which I think is another whole sermon and should be explored. When I was a kid, we lived in Bettendorf, Iowa, and we attended the Calvary Baptist Church in Davenport. And I remember as a small child when we were there, up near the front of the sanctuary was a huge stained glass window of, with Jesus as the shepherd with the sheep over his, you've all seen it. And it said, the Lord is my shepherd, colon, semicolon, I shall not want. And I remember as a little kid being so confused. Listen to the statement, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's what I read. And I spent most of my time in church, I either imagined myself as a a superhero swinging from the chandeliers to save people, or I stared at that stained glass window trying to figure out why I didn't want the Lord as my shepherd. That was, that was my early, early life, and it probably says a lot about me. So here we go. I hope this sermon doesn't ruin Psalm 23 for you, because it is a favorite. If it does, just ignore what I'm about to say. I was at a celebration a couple weeks ago for Esther Paul's birthday. And as is the Corinne way, the celebration began with a time of worship. I was privileged to be invited to share a short message with the assembled. Pastor Kerry read the 23rd Psalm, and I began my words by saying, this is a story about a sheep and his shepherd. As the words were coming out of my mouth, a light turned on in my head, and I found myself thinking, I'm not sure that's quite right. Well, the psalm itself is about a sheep and his shepherd. The psalm is written in the first person singular, and the content is clearly about a personal relationship between a said sheep and said shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in the proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I shall fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Honestly, as I read the psalm, I can kind of hear a happy tune in the background. 
Something akin to the Sesame Street theme song. As the one sheep and his shepherd spend their days together, skipping in the meadows, frolicking in the field, swimming in the creek, singing it only takes a spark around the campfire, two buds to the end, one sheep and one shepherd. But there is something in these verses that don't make sense. Unless there is an extraordinary circumstance, a sheep doesn't have a one-on-one relationship with a shepherd. A sheep has a community experience with a shepherd. Shepherds don't shepherd a single sheep. They shepherd a flock. Sheep are flock animals. They hang together. Have you ever seen sheep when they pile up on each other? An entire flock squeezing together like clowns in a clown car? Seriously, they have no sense of personal space. Sheep were among the first animals domesticated precisely because of their flock nature. They were easy to assemble and keep assembled because they naturally flock together. When Judy and I lived in Rapid City, South Dakota, every year we attended the Black Hills Stock Show and Rodeo. The rodeo had all the typical rodeo events. You had bull riding and calf roping and barrel racing. And my favorite by far was the sheep herding competition in which shepherding dogs like Australian shepherds and border collies would lead a flock of sheep through a gated maze. The sheep all huddle because that's what sheep do. And the dogs would motivate them to move through one gate after the next. The dogs would bark out commands and they would circle the the flock, nudging the sheep in one direction. And once the pups could get one sheep to move, all the sheep would follow in mass. Because that's what sheep do. They're flock animals. They are like little kids playing soccer. You've seen this. The coach physically maneuvers each kid to a spot that they are supposed to play. But as soon as the ball is in play, the kids leave all their spots and flock together at the ball. And as the ball moves down the field, the swarm of children move with it. It is completely and totally entertaining. It is the nature of small children playing soccer and sheep to flock together. The idea of a loner sheep, unless lost or injured, just isn't a thing. The idea that a shepherd would be shepherding a lone sheep is silly. There is no profit in shepherding one sheep. So perhaps Psalm 23 should be understood to be about one of the sheep in a flock of many sheep and the relationship that sheep shares with all the other sheep and with the shepherd. It is not so much a story about a sheep and his shepherd, but about a flock of sheep of which the sheep is a part and their shepherd. Christians, it seems to me, 
are called to be flock animals. Unfortunately, Western culture's frontier sensibilities with its emphasis on rugged individualism has emphasized me and Jesus rather than we and Jesus. We see it in the songs we sing, the way we interpret the Bible, the row after row of self-help books in your local Christian bookstore. And the reason this is unfortunate is that me and Jesus religion can feed the narcissism that resides in me and makes me think that I am more important than other people. After all, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, don't hear me wrong. I think it is vitally important to have a deeply personal relationship with Jesus. But as followers of Jesus, it is so important that we are recognized, that we recognize that we are called to be flock animals. Not follow along lemmings, but engaged thinking followers of Christ who recognize that we are meant to be together. Being flock animals in no way implies that we have to look alike or think alike or express ourselves alike, but it means we love each other and accept each other and stand together and follow the shepherd who is the shepherd of us all. Paul describes our communal flock life thusly in Romans 12. Here we go. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like members of your family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic, be on fire in the Spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hope. Stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people and welcome strangers into your homes. Bless people who harass you. Bless and do not curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and cry with those who are crying. Consider everyone as equal. And don't think you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. Don't think you're so smart. Don't pay back anyone for their evil actions with evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. Do you hear it? Paul is not talking about individuals here. He is talking about how we behave together in the flock in the community of faith. And while the psalmist is correct in his description of the shepherd's provision and protection, perhaps it is important to remember that each of us is but one sheep in a flock that is guided by the great shepherd. And so the Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing. The shepherd lets us rest in green meadows He leads us to restful waters. He keeps us alive. He guides us in the proper paths for the the sake of his good name. Even when we walk through the darkest valley, we fear no danger because you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they protect us. 
You set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You bathe our heads in oil. Our cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue us all the days of our lives, and we will live in the Lord's house forever. Amen.